So dear brothers and sisters on this feast of all souls, there's one key teaching in the church that we would have to understand. Otherwise, uh, this whole month and, and this day in particular won't make a lot of sense. As we've mentioned uh, a few times here, the politically correct uh, approach to, to death uh, in recent decades has been that everybody goes to heaven. Okay, so it's a, it's a simple narrative. So people on earth here, we haven't done any great harm, we haven't killed anyone. Um, we've recycled and we've done all those kind of necessary things. So uh, there are worse people out there, there are murderers and rapists and all those kind of people out there. We're not them, so, so we go to heaven. Okay. Uh, the, the, the real difficulty with, with this kind of understanding is we become our own standard of righteousness. So as in, we become our own uh, judges. So you can imagine it's like someone who is involved in gangland and who is a murderer. Well, they might consider themselves just as well. I mean, I, I killed this man because he killed my brother. That's justice. I didn't do anything wrong. I was just evening the scores. I was, I had to, or I had to do this to protect myself and my family. So I had to kill this man. So everybody can justify their own actions. We don't, we're not judged by our standards. It's, it's the Lord who judges, not me. It's not the church who judges either. It's, it's, it's God. It's God. So we have to be careful that we live our lives according to, to what he asks of us. So the Lord teaches us how to live, teaches us how to forgive, how to turn the other cheek, uh, how, to for, how to love not just our friends but our enemies, how to give our lives out of love uh, for those who are entrusted to our care. How to even, as Jesus does on the cross, you know, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Forgiving those who are in the process of killing him. So Jesus teaches us how to love. Jesus teaches us how to forgive. Jesus teaches us how to, how to live. To live a, a, a life of selfless service. To live a life of fidelity, of prayer. To live a life of humility. He teaches us all of these things. Okay, so then when our, our lives here are over... What, how can we understand what happens next? Okay, so as I said, the simple narrative is that all good people, which is the majority of us, we all go to heaven, and those who are bad, don't. The issue with this, uh, along with ourselves being, being our own judges, is that what if people didn't know God well enough to accept him? So at the end of our lives, like, the way it doesn't work is that all of our good deeds are added up and then if we're good enough, we save ourselves. That's not what the church teaches. We don't save ourselves by our own actions. That's a, a heresy from, from the early centuries of the church called Pelagianism, where, where we save ourselves by being good, by praying lots, by renouncing ourselves. No, we're saved by the blood of the Lamb. So we're saved by Jesus. We're saved by his sacrifice. Now, we have to still collaborate with that. So there's our work and his grace. It's not all our works, otherwise that, that's heresy, and it's not, it's not all his grace in the sense that God won't save us without us. He doesn't, if it's all his work, then why would anybody go to hell? Everybody would be saved. He, he will save everyone if, 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 if that's what people want. So that's, that's this issue, you see. God makes salvation possible and all the grace is available there, but I might not want it. I might not want to be with him. So what if, like, I mean, I've lived a life, uh, kind of a mediocre life, but maybe my religion teacher or my parents were 
Catholic but, but violent or maybe propose the faith in a very negative way, a very fearful way. You don't have to pray or you'll go to hell. You have to go to mass or, or God won't be happy with you. You know, so learning the faith in a very negative, heavy kind of a way. And then maybe then in their 40s or earlier, they, they, they abandoned the faith because maybe their, their local priest wasn't the best example either. So a person like that dies now, finds themselves before God. They don't, they don't really know God, but maybe it's a no fault of their own. Or maybe the image of God that they received was a very negative, judgmental, critical, hard image of God. So they find themselves before a God that they don't really know. They, find, they found themselves living a life where God had no real impact. Because why would you want to live a life according to this cruel judge, this distant, powerful God who doesn't seem to help those in need? You know what I mean? It depends on... on, on God does see how we were educated, how we were formed. God does know the vision of him, the understanding of him that we have. So this isn't a, to say now that, that uh, it doesn't matter what vision of him we have that we all go to heaven. That's the, the whole point of this is, is purgatory. Okay? So we have to understand purgatory correctly. And it's, it's a very pastorally sensitive issue, one that you can't really address on the day of a funeral, understandably. Uh, on the day of a funeral, I know it becomes... It's very easy to say their suffering is over, they're, they're in a better place now. Um, it's probably a little more prudent to say, you know, they, they, they suffered bravely or whatever it was, and, you know, we'll continue to pray for them, or we'll keep them in our prayers, or we'll keep you all in our prayers. Because we don't want to presume that, that people are, are saved, because they may, need, they may need further purification. And this is a good thing, right? This, this is a good thing. Purgatory is a gift of God's mercy, and we cannot say that often enough. Purgatory is a gift of God's mercy. So we die and we're not ready for heaven, but we haven't rejected God either. So we, we die in friendship with God, but there's, we still can't bring the impurity of sin into heaven. We can't bring vice into heaven. So purgatory is a gift of God's mercy. So we should never be afraid of it. Uh, it it's a gift of God's mercy. God wants us to get to heaven. God is trying to make this possible for us to get to heaven. And so he opens up this this, uh, this possibility for further purification after our lives here on earth. Now, there's just one passage from Scripture I'd just like to, to, to mention to you because it is helpful to understand scripturally how we can defend, if you will, the existence of purgatory because not all of our uh, Christian brothers and sisters believe that this is a reality. Okay, so first of all, if we believe that it's a gift of God's mercy, it's not God just trying to punish us before we get into heaven. No. It's God trying to purify us. It's very, very different. Uh, in, in heaven, we enter into a holy communion with God, a holy union with God. And I can't do that if I'm bringing in lust or anger or impurity or, or resentment or hatred. I, I, how on earth could I be united with something so pure if my heart isn't ready? So, I mean, ask yourself, do you feel ready now? Would you be... It's like, you know, if you've ever met, if you've ever been, uh, if you've ever fallen in love and you meet this, this girl who just seems so amazing and so uh, virtuous and beautiful and pure, you know, and sometimes you might even feel a bit gobsmacked. You just kind of stand there, kind of mouth agape, going, oh, she's with me. How on earth did that happen? And there's a, almost like a, a fear of saying anything in case you might pollute the moment. <laughs> there's, a, 
there's a fear of, of doing anything in case you might do something wrong because just, she just, everything just looks so perfect. Okay, that's, that's only the tiniest of sparks of what it's like to be in the presence of God where he's all good, all holy, all perfect. Just so incredibly wonderful to be with. So divine. And then there's you. No offense to you. But there's, there's you with, with all of your fragility and inability and, 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 and sin. So seeing God as he is in his perfection and beauty and purity and then seeing ourselves, I think we would want purgatory. Well, I, I, Lord, I, it's like I would rather have a shower now. Pardon the profanity. Like, but I'd, prefer, I'd rather have my soul purified now and be in your presence then when I'm ready rather than be in your presence now and just feel constantly disgusting. And so purgatory is a gift of God's mercy, which I, I believe, and this is only my opinion, I believe we would choose if we were to see God in, in, in his splendor. I think we would rather be purified and ready to be in his presence than not be in his presence at all. So this passage is from 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 11. No one can lay a foundation other than the one which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Then, if someone builds with gold upon this foundation, another with silver or precious stones, or with wood, bamboo, or straw, the work of each one will be shown for what it is. Okay, so the work of each one is shown for what it is. Very good. The day of judgment will reveal it, because the fire will make everything known. Okay, so all that we do, all that we've built, will be purified or tested by fire. The fire will test the quality of each man's work. If the work one has done withstands the fire, he will be rewarded. Okay, so fire isn't uh, seen here as, as punishment, but seen as purification. So the, the fire will purify, it's like it, 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 it's a test. It will purify uh, our works. So if it withstands the fire, he will be rewarded. If it turns to ashes, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. But it will be as if passing through fire. He himself will be saved, but passing through fire. Okay, so just a couple of little points on this, just very briefly. So we're speaking here, obviously, about, about what happens after life here. So the, the, the testing, the judgment, the day of judgment, as, as it's called in the passage. So it's a day of judgment. So you've, you, you've died, and now you're finding yourself with your works being tested, okay? But there's... It's not, if it's heaven, well then your works will be tested and you go to heaven, okay? If, if, if it's hell, your works will be tested and you go to hell, but that's not what this says here. Uh, if, if, the one has, if the work one has done withstands the fire, he'll be rewarded. If it turns to ashes, he'll suffer loss. He himself will be saved as though passing through fire. Passing through fire and he will be saved. So that's not heaven and that's not hell. So what is it? It's what... Catholics would call purgatory. Again, this isn't uh, this isn't this is uh, trying to understand how God's mercy will find every way possible, every way in which we, as mere mortals, might say, "God, I want your mercy. I want your salvation. I want you. I want heaven." So. In this month, we pray for all those who have gone before us. Their works have been tested as though by fire. 
And if their hearts are, are lacking something, then they have the, the, the grace of being in purgatory until they are ready to be in the presence of God. This is a, this is a good thing. But we can pray for them and alleviate their, their, their time there, shorten their time there. They can pray for us and we can pray for them. The souls of the virtuous are with the Lord. No torment can ever touch them. Those who are in purgatory, they're not suffering just for the sake of suffering. They're learning how to love. They're learning how to love because it's not suffering that gets us into heaven. It's love. It's purity, purifying of our hearts. So in the, 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 the challenges that we will experience there in purgatory, and I don't think it's pleasant, what we're learning there is how to love. How to love. And those in purgatory will get to heaven. They are saved. They are saved. So we thank the Lord for this gift. And we entrust all of those who have gone before us to his mercy, that they may be welcomed into his kingdom of everlasting happiness. Amen.